0: The Nigerian Stock Exchange hits record highs, and why Africa must protect its wealth and stop shipments of raw materials. From over a thousand cities and 126 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Internal political intrigue in the East African community is increasingly becoming a new non-tariff barrier to trade in the community, potentially harming the success of the common market. Sectors of poultry, dairy, and grain are the latest to take the heat from the protectionist policies from Tanzania, Kenya, and South Sudan. In this episode, John Bosco Kalisa, CEO of the East African Business Council, elaborates on who bears the brand of these political gimmicks.
1: The biggest barrier that hinders uh, intra, intra-regional trade to mm-hmm. grow. To so that level of Europe has been these issues of retaliation, the issues of protectionism, the issues of unilateral decisions without using the the instruments, uh, trade-related instruments that are clearly outlined or in the treaty. So the leaders, the policymakers tend to negate or shy away from this protocol they signed to. So and it's high time now because they need to understand the benefits that no one benefits. Even their citizens are not benefiting from this His protection is measured. You know, it is more the citizens lose this. If you, uh, you, 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 you put a measure like what Kenya did to Uganda, who is, whom are you penalizing? You are penalizing the Kenyan consumers. You are putting the welfare of Kenyans eh, at a stake as opposed to being, uh, to assuming that you are defending them because what the, 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 the purpose and intent of integration is uh, welfare enhancing. Is uh, uh, the growth of prosperity through trade? You are not penalizing the Ugandan producers alone, you are also penalizing the economic from Uganda, which impacts on the pockets, on the income, as well as on the poverty level of the citizens. So the, the citizens lose out. Comes back to the citizen who is losing out from these battles, trade wars, citizens. And the intent of the integration was to enhance prosperity and to enhance the welfare of the people. Then you find that you are making it expensive for the citizen, the poor segment of your society, you are penalizing them. It's an issue of awareness, it's an issue of understanding about our policymakers that these measures do not on, do not either benefit your country, rather do also benefit the producers of the other country. You rather harmonize the policy, you rather ensure there is effective coordination, there is effective communication, there is effective engagement so that no one loses, so that there is a win-win situation. So that's what we've been advocating for as the kind of Business Council, that we need to stay away, we need to refrain from imposing these measures that are detrimental to the economic growth of this region.
0: And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Nigerian Stock Exchange or Share Index extended its positive momentum into a fourth consecutive session on Wednesday having touched a new all-time high of 66,650 early in the session on the back of a series of market-friendly reforms aimed at restoring investor confidence in the country. Nigerian stocks have been on the rise since President Bola Tinubu introduced some of the boldest reforms in decades in the early weeks of his administration, such as the removal of costly fuel subsidies, the unification of multiple exchange rates, and the floating of the Naira. Among Single Stokes, Morrison Industries, Champion Brew, Abs Trunk, GlaxoSmith, Thomas Wee and Northern Nigerian Flour Mills were among the top performers. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange or Share Index traded slightly higher, above 75,000 on Wednesday in line, with major bosses bolstered by optimism for China's economy, and after weaker-than-expected U.S. data tempered concerns about prolonged interest rate hikes. Meanwhile, investors cautiously awaited more economic data due this week, including PMI surveys, the U.S. PCE price index, U.S. quarter to GDP, and U.S. non farm payrolls, which will likely influence the Fed's policy direction. On the corporate front, mild gains in influentials, industrials, and resource linked sectors were offset by losses in tech, Prosper's, and NASPER's. Regarding earnings, South African retailer Woolworths reported a nearly 15% rise in annual profit despite the impact of severe load shading and challenging economic conditions. Top gold miner Harmony said profit in the 12 months through June rebounded to 270. $5 million from a net loss of $48 million in the prior period. And a quick trip around Africa, Africa must protect its wealth and stop shipment of raw materials, especially minerals. This is according to the Afreximbank. Bank. Instead, the continent should invest on industrial zones that will add value with a forecast of increasing intra-Africa trade as the African continent of free trade area gains momentum. This comes amid calls for de-dollarization across the continent, which means a reduction on reliance of the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency, medium of exchange or as a unit of account. Afiexin Bank has developed the Pan-African Payment Settlement System, a cross-border financial market infrastructure, enabling payment transactions across Africa, which allows countries to use their respective currencies. Kenya is among these countries piloting the African continental free trade area and has agreed to support the rollout of the PAPSS in the region. A weak currency means countries like Kenya and other African states are spending more to secure dollars and other foreign currencies to meet their import needs, pushing up import bills and cost of living. African countries have in the recent time struggled to build up enough forex reserves to pay for imports. State-owned Development Finance Institute, the China Development Bank, has signed a development forecast agreement to provide private banking company, the Afri-Exim Bank, with $400 million term loan finance to support the financing of small and medium-sized enterprises across Africa. The agreement, signed by CDB President Tan Zhong and Afri-Exim Bank President and Chairperson Professor Benedict Orama at the Afri-Exim Bank headquarters, provides for Afri-Xim Bank to deploy the facility to support African SMEs involved in Extra and intra-African trade and those engaged in the productive sectors in the Afreximbank Bank member states. According to the argument, the facility which has a seven-year tenor will be deployed either directly to eligible African SMEs that meet Afrexim's Exim's requirements or indirectly through local financial intermediaries. Speaking after the signing, Rama pointed out that African SMEs continue to struggle as access to adequate and affordable financing for growing their businesses is unavailable and said the facility will increase the level of financing available to them. He adds that since in bank was receiving the facility as medium to long-term funding at relatively affordable pricing, the bank would also transfer the financial advantage in pricing and tenor to end beneficiaries. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good morning, Africa. As a product of The K Financial. If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me at The